The Morning Brew is brought to you by West Rock Coffee. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. The heat's always on. I mean, anything you want, you want to always try to give yourself a chance to get to the playoffs. We're behind the eight ball right now at two and five. We got to fight our ways, fight ourselves out of this hole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that ain't happening. Uh, I mentioned that Andrew Mason <laughs> had a bunch of uh, great stats pointing out the ineptitude of this offense. The 2022 Broncos have fewer touchdowns through seven games than any team in club history. Wow. It's a lot of teams. They don't have a single run over 20 yards this season. Oh. They would have to average almost 24 points per game just to match their total of last season. And we know bad offensive football around here. Lord knows we become experts on what bad football, offensive football looks like. <laughs> Mark, 2021, 2020, those were the golden era days oh. compared to what? So this year's Broncos are averaging 14 points per game. Last year, 20. Year before that, 20. Even the 2019 team. Average 17 points per game. Mm. Playing silly games. I can't believe it. I'm pining for the days of Pat Shermer, Vic Fangio, Mike McCoy, Bill Musgrave. Could you imagine? Vance Joseph. In London will be our time to break out. We're back. Like We'll have a breakout scoring day. Like We'll score 17 points. The offense will just break out. What are we averaging? 14 points? 14. The least amount of touchdowns in the history of the Broncos franchise. Ooh. When this franchise started, 1960? Yeah. Yeah. This is the worst. This is the worst. Let's rock. You. Johnny, <laughs> I'm not. I can't do that in the morning right now. I got three and a half hours of sleep. I'm functioning. His tooth hurts. My tooth. I got a bad tooth right now. I got to go to the dentist. Broadcasting under duress yesterday and today. Yeah. More vodka, please. Yes. Uh, next on the morning, bro. I mean, if we had the answer, I feel like, you know, it would it would be happening by now. Um, just I don't know. I don't know. You know, like when we get down there, we, again, we had some good play plays called. We get to that fourth and three, and I'm going to take a one-on-one matchup with Cortland every time in that scenario. You know, we had we had some good plays called. Not that I really want to break down this game because it was so bad. But was that pass interference on the Sauce Gardner, Cortland Sutton play at the end there? I, you know, there were plenty of hand fighting going all the way down. I don't, like, when both guys are hand fighting, I don't, I don't mind. It doesn't bother me not to call it. Win. Win the route. Attack the ball okay, but there. when the guy's kind of... You know, grabbing your shoulder pads from about the five yard line on into the end zone. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to hear excuses. What would happen? They'd give it to him on the one, and then they'd missed four straight times in a row. Or <laughs> Gordon would have put it on the ground. Or what? I mean, <laughs> no, Gordon would not have been carrying the ball at that moment. Uh, he fumbled again. Yeah, I, yeah. Listen, that I'm not. You did nothing all game long. So to sit there and and pine about. 
was it or was it no, not I, pass I, yeah, interference? No, I just am I, not going to play the no, game. No, I'm not. I'm, I just I wanted I, to get it out there real quick and move on because I. You're right. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares if they call the PI? Yeah, you know. I mean, you know what you get. Who cares? You know when you get PIs called on you. You when you get the PIs called on the defense. You know when that happens. When you're good. Because then they give you the benefit of the doubt. When you're not, you don't. There. I summed it up. Next on the Morning Brew. Like I just thought we played our structure and the way we're supposed to play a lot better. Better commitment to defend, too, throughout the whole game. But we're doing a nice job, and there's more intensity and passion to it, I thought, than we saw last night. So, yeah, I think that's good for our team to remember how hard it is to win and, and how hard you have to play to win. You know, I think that's where um, games like that will really help us because we just haven't quite been there so far to start the year. Yeah, I think this is what you're going to see a lot from the Avalanche, at least in the early going, is probably them kind of picking their spots as to when they're really inspired to play. Mm -hmm. And so after a couple of ho-hum losses at home on Wednesday and Friday, including a 3-2 to the Seattle Kraken, they turn right back around and go out on the road on Saturday and win in Vegas. Yeah, well, that's good. But that not that... Sort yeah. of what you get from from teams that are defending champs and are just embarking on an 82-game schedule. You're probably going to have those moments where you're like, all right, this one we're kind of up for. It's Vegas. In Vegas. Right. Let's, let, you know, and especially having lost the night before. But I think you're going to see a little bit of these uneven performances where they kind of play up and down to the level of their competition, at least for a while. Yeah, I think that's probably fair, Mike, although I just, I... I I always get a little concerned. You don't want to. You don't want that to become the habit or become the norm for you to play up and down, right? And I get the from the intensity factor standpoint. The you know touring around the the uh, world with the Stanley Cup. Yeah, there's a bit of a hangover there, but um, you know at some point you gotta. And I don't think it's. I don't think it's right now, but at some point you got to. Tighten, you know, tighten down the screws a little bit. Yeah. But that, oh, no, that's they'll probably get not. There. They'll get there. Yeah. But five, six weeks away, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you know, you, you might be a quarter of the way through your schedule before you really see them start to find a stride. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Next on the morning brew. It's been a journey, so it was uh, much appreciated to feel that and to take a deep breath and to get the monkey off my back and to be able to look forward to the season with a refreshed mind and and uh, uh, feel rejuvenated and just uh, have that joy back, like you said. Good to hear from uh, Jamal Murray. Where are all the uh, Michael Malone critics who are just buzzing around? Oh, yeah, we'll talk to James Merrillette coming up in the next segment. Mm. But uh, nice bounce back win against the Warriors in uh, San Francisco. Then followed up with a win, a home opener against those pesky uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. How about this, though? Early impressions of the uh, Nuggets through three games. Depth. Balance. Mm. Options. Through three games, you have... Seven. Let me make sure I have this right. Yeah, seven players averaging double figures. That's nice. Adding Bones Highland, that's at eight points per game. You got eight guys averaging eight points or more per game. Yes, it's good. Mike, it's good. That that is that is. I mean, that's good. I got to watch that from uh, out in Jacksonville. I got to watch that Golden State game for a while. It was good. Good win. Yeah, it's a big one. And like, 
I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, obviously, Golden State won a championship too, so they're they're probably cruising and figuring it out. And then, you know, there's a little bit of uh, controversy within the uh, walls of Golden State, is you know, oh, what's his head? Cole cocking people, but <laughs> running around, beating up teammates, running around and. I mean, can we, if, if that's what we caught, what didn't we catch? Like, what else is going Golden on? Golden State there? feels so bad that Jordan Poole got beat out. They gave him $144 million. Yeah. He's probably just giving guys wedgies and stuff. <laughs> like, you know. I'll do it for the morning brew. <laughs>